Namaste. So last week we had taken the question, who is Sri Aurobindo? And we hoped that it will be the concluding session. But we had no answer to this question, who is Sri Aurobindo? And mother has said, he is as vast as the universe and his teaching is infinite. So who can really say who is Sri Aurobindo? At the same time she said, uh, none can really understand him. But the only way is... To come a little closer to him is to love him and give oneself unreservedly to his work. So this is the way we can come a little closer to him. And the closer we come to him, the more we understand him. See, it's the paradox. So I often give this example of people who um, want to meet. This is an actual experience I have had of meeting a person who is among those, you know, uh, what is it called, trillionaires and, you know, you go into a big place and you he calls you into his study room and that study room looks to you like uh, your <laughs> your house almost and you sit and you know cup of coffee into the study room and all that but you don't get to know the person you just know it all here but uh, next is that you say okay, okay not in this context but somewhere there okay i'll work for you then you get to know a lot more because you are with the person now and when you say i love you then he says, okay, because work will cease. Six hours, eight hours, dawn to dusk or dusk to dawn. But person whom you love, he'll take you to the bedroom and say, come, I'll share my dreams with you. So the only way to know the divine is by loving the divine. Is the, most, the lover and beloved is carried everywhere. So also a slave. These are the two things. But with the beloved, the divine shares his most intimate dreams. So to love Shurabindo and of course the mother is the way to really know him, feel his presence. Whereas if we intellectualize, oh, life divine is very difficult. Yes, it is difficult. But Shurabinda is not difficult. <laughs> he is very simple. <laughs> Look at his picture, you know, you'll, you'll, you can't imagine that he can move mountains, not just mountains, the entire world war. So, uh, who is Shurabinda? Where is Shurabinda? Mother, of course, said his home is in the subtle physical, permanent abode. And if you love him, you will. he will reveal himself and manifest to those who love him. So in one day or the other, some day, it's not like every day one has a chat with Sri please. But, you know, he's there and people come in contact with him in different ways. And he doesn't manifest in one way. He manifests in different ways. He can, suddenly you may see him in uh, the attire of, a, you know, uh, European gentleman. Uh, meaning thereby he's adopting a way of life. And revealing something to you. There is a person who saw him as giving tickets inside a bus. He can become anything. And it's a true experience. So he can come in different ways to different people, to vision, to inner experience. He is there in the heart of all, every human being. Uh, all creatures, but more specifically the avatar. That he that's what Shubhinda reveals himself in Essence on the Gita. What happens when Krishna departs? When Krishna departs, he is to be found in the cavern of the heart. That's what has been the wisdom of the ages, testified by countless experiences of those who followed him. So, Shabindu is found in the heart, in the depths of the heart. Where else we can find him more accessible because all this sounds very difficult and abstract to the rational mind? Well, at the Samadhi. <laughs> so, <laughs> there is a very beautiful... A writing by Niroda, I am here, I am here. And it's so true that at the Samadhi, the mother says earlier, 
uh, he would give the darshan four times uh, a year. Four times was after 1939. Otherwise, it was three times a year. And um, how much for one moment? That was more than enough for people to get be changed. Uh, and then people wrote letters and then the replies would come. So people often felt he is distant and far. Mother says it's not true. But that's how people felt. But she says, but now he is so readily accessible. You just go to the samadhi and tell him and he is listening through a thousand eyes, a thousand hands. <laughs> so, you know, the Gita, Vishwarups. Of course, people would say all this requires faith. Well, it requires faith. Yoga requires faith. Life requires faith. You can't take a step forward in life without faith. When you fix an appointment that tomorrow I'll meet you, it requires faith. Faith that you'll be alive and the other person is going to be alive to meet. When you use scientific methods to discover something, it requires faith in the methods of science. It requires faith in reason. Faith is the stuff of creation and without faith you can't take a step forward in life. So this is another kind of faith that is one kind of faith. So by the eye of faith we can feel him, see him, find him within. With the vision when it opens we can see him. Uh, we can feel him, his presence in various ways. Some people through the fragrance it declares itself. When Shubhinda was in his physical body, our gross material envelope, so to say, his body emitted a very fine lotus fragrance. So, you know, you can uh, sometimes it just by the fragrance that he announces his presence. So, there are various ways of coming in contact, but we don't have to worry about it. Shurabindo is in contact with us and he reveals himself wherever it is necessary. We should stick to our job, which is to give ourselves to them. This is our work. So, this is one part. And what about the larger cosmic work? Yes, it is going on. Another simple way to come in contact with Sri is through the word body. It is known. It's a very well-known ancient tradition. Vangamede. What is the word body? Word body is the scripture which has been brought out by the consciousness of the Rishi. So, anyone who has arisen to a great level, Sri is of course the avatar incarnate. He, When he speaks something, it becomes his word body because his consciousness is uh, there, captured if I may say, in the sound and words, through that medium he gives to us. And uh, the Gita, for example, I mean, Shubhindo says that when Sri Krishna came to him in the jail, he gave the place, the Gita in my hands, and the strength of the Gita entered into him. So, this is the word body and the sound body which the scriptures contain. And fortunately for us, we have the most wonderful, amazing word, sound body of the dual avatar, which is... Savitri, I mean, beyond anything that we can ever imagine. Uh, in fact, reading any book, we wonder who will guide us about the problems of life, difficulties of life. When Shubhinda is there in the material, physical, people used to write to him. They could not even formulate the questions very well. And uh, Shubhinda would reply very patiently. Sometimes, uh, if there was one day delay, uh, so people would ask, Sir, have you forgotten us? Is it because of Sunday you are taking a holiday? These kind of questions people would ask. And Shivindu would say, Good Lord, have some mercy on me. <laughs> this is the kind of approach. Uh, thank God that time there were no SMS. 
Otherwise, just imagine you know, SMS to Sri Aurobindo. And if the reply doesn't come, then people will see is the blue, blue tick there or not. What situation, you know, thank God he waited that after that you have the SMS business. Otherwise, obviously the SMS and all this would have started. But we have fortunately another simple medium. SMS still has to travel through, you know, a material space very fast. But we have the SOS. <laughs> so we can always send an SOS. And I can tell you, uh, countless people would have testified it in my own life. It is magic. It's not just about yourself. It's about anyone. <laughs> Other day, I was sharing this experience. Somebody's lost the cell phone. This two, three hours, they were searching for the cell phone. Now, these are not replicable things. It's not like, a, okay, do a miracle at... Uh, but I'm just sharing an experience. So, the person called me after two and a half hours of searching the phone was not found. Alokda, can you please pray to the mother for my cell phone? I said, come on now. <laughs> anyway, child's prayer, I just said, okay, you search, you'll find it, doesn't matter, it must be around. And I just prayed to the mother. I felt such an intense throbbing in the head within seconds. And the head was as if pulsating and sending all kinds of vibrations all around the cosmos. Find the cell phone, find the cell phone. <laughs> Within 5-7 minutes I get a call back that yes the phone has been found. Now this is to say that there is a way and process through which inner processes which work. We don't know it. But they work invariably and it has nothing to do with me. They said it's a miracle. I said no nothing to do with me. Anybody can do it. It's that intense prayer to the divine. Unfortunately one of the banes of a rational civilization is it has uh, forgotten or made us forget to pray. Pray, who does pray? People who are, you know, uh, sentimental fools pray. We do with reason. So God takes a back seat. He is of a retired disposition. But he is available. His help is there constantly. And most importantly, he has given us one, the gift of Savitri and a luminous future. He has assured us, promised us. And one can see the way things are moving Provided we, you know, there are two ways of seeing. People say, where is the future? Where is the future? So it's the same story of the half glass full or the half glass empty. We want to see when ultimately everything, you know, when you see human beings which are going about in a luminous body, then you'll say, yes, the future is manifest. Unfortunately, it'll be too late. So we are part of the process. There are many things will which will happen before that. And like human consciousness is entering into such a vast, see the need for space has increased so much, inner space. Now you can't put children in Saad Bacche Kamre Mein Sojao, you know, that's how many of us grew up. Not me, I'd only be with two, so but we were in one room along with the parents and we never felt. But today we, you know, children need space and why do they need space? Because inwardly they are living in a larger space, both of time, of uh, inner being and so there are many changes uh, even things which are anomalous uh, ADSD talking of you know my field or attention deficit disorders or neurodivergence these are all experiments of nature all of them have come after 1960-70 nature is experimenting how can they bring out unusual things so brain is being experimented upon and we see counterculture movement plenty of science one can see of something new which is preparing itself um, hatching in the eggs so but what is that promise maybe you know one of the prayer, poems of Shirobindo very powerful one several places of course Savitri is there where he has 
given a supreme revelation. But there is a poem called In the Moonlight. And it's written in, you know, Baroda. So, 1901 to... Uh, 1901 is Vision of Science and subsequently also In the Moonlight. I may not remember the exact date. But in that poem, he speaks about how right now science is in the ascendance. Religion has taken a back seat, but something new is going to come. That is neither religion nor science. Transcends them and fulfills them. So, spiritual life fulfills religion. Manne or janne or banne me jo difference. The difference between believing and becoming. So, it brings to religion what religion indirectly always sought, but never knew the way. It fulfills science because science itself remains incomplete unless we understand the science of consciousness. So, otherwise, science uses terms like chance, fate, random. It doesn't quite understand the play of forces. So, Spirituality fulfills all this and does not negate it. So here is Shyabindu's poem in the moonlight, long poem. Just I'll read the last few passages where one can see at that point of time the sense of the avatar. He rises now for God has taken birth. Who is he? If you read the whole poem, it's about man. Man had become a slave to science and religion. He rises now. So what it's Science made him believe you are a creature of the dust. You are a two-legged animal. But man cannot remain happy with being labelled a social animal and a creature of the dust. He rises now, for God has taken birth. Whom is he referring to? The revolutions that pervade the world are faint beginnings and the discus hurled of Vishnu speeds down to entering the earth. Sudarshan Chakra which destroys darkness. The old shall perish, it shall pass away. It's written in an extremely prophetic style. The old shall perish, it shall pass away. Expunes, expunged, annihilated, blotted out, very powerful. You can't revive it. It will be like Daksha's head, transfixed the other way around. And all the iron bands that ring about, man's wide expansion shall at last give way. In every way man has expanded consciousness, whether it be internet or the space chat or inner explorations, the subjective self, new creative ventures, all this. Freedom, God, immortality, the three are one and shall be realized at length. The only freedom that we have is uniting with the Lord. Freedom, God, immortality. The three that are one. Immortality, by union with the divine. So they are one and shall be realized at length. Love, wisdom, justice, joy and utter strength gather into a pure felicity. It comes at last this city foreseen of old, what John in Patmos saw, what Shelley dreamed, vision and vain imagination dream, deemed, the city of delight, the age of gold. He has talked about the new Satyuk coming and you know, the city of delight which is going to come up uh, upon a city of delight. Um, you know, the only ancient city which you can think of as city of delight which will come again is Dwarka. Because Sri Krishna is living there, Anandagan. And yet, Dwarka had to be drowned because the world was not ready. 
it was drowned in arabian sea it has emerged in the bay of bengal <laughs> the city of delight the age of gold satyug the iron age is ended only now the last fierce spasm of the dying past last fierce spasm where the first half of the previous century we know that shall shake the nations and when that has passed earth washed of ills shall raise a fairer brow all this you see the avataric aspect of shirobindo not a philosopher thinker another person who gave an idea of he is the one who was turning the tides therefore he knew what's going to come about and we can see this is prophesied and one can see the shaking of the nations earth raising a fairer brow this is man's progress for the iron age prepares the age of gold what we call sin because we are too preoccupied with sin bachche aise ho gaye waise ho gaye everybody you know we are too much focused on sinning sinning there's a consciousness full of filth what we call sin is but man's leavings as from deep within the pilot guides him in his pilgrimage <laughs> we call it sin he says what is called as exhaustion of karmas that's how it is told is but man's leavings as from deep within is the subconscious cleansing the pilot guides him in the, in his pilgrimage he leaves behind the ill with strife and pain because it clings and constantly returns and in the fire of suffering fiercely burns more sweetness to deserve more strength to gain that's why we have to go through that process it's a process so we gain in strength and wisdom and love and humility when we have faced the challenges of life otherwise we are only you know the toddler who owns a big amount of money from parents and just wastes away he rises to the good with titan wings he man and this is the reason of his high unease why there is so much nowadays of youth feels stifled and uneasy there is a term nowadays which has come into psychological literature it is called as spiritual emergency and it's so true people go through that phase it looks like depression if you go to a psychiatrist god forbid you may be on antidepressant not there are some genuine depressions but there are a lot of youngsters who are just stifled they don't know what to do and they are looking for a way a passage so because he came from the infinities he we have come from the infinities why have we come here what job god you are not giving a job so he says there is a job for you to build immortally with mortal things pick up pen paper ink and write and if you are a vyasa you have built immortally with mortal things a mortal body mortal brain but what you have has come out of you is immortal so this is what man is meant to build immortally with mortal things looks a tough job but that's why should we be happy doing the most uh, you know this is bourgeois mentality you want to do easy things quick things a challenge of life in which you may lead a whole life pursuing a challenge you may or may not succeed but it's worth doing that to the heroic spirit of man then just being content with okay 
I'll do this, this need for safety, need for security all the time. We are here for this, the great adventure. The body with increasing soul to fill. Soul is the immortal element to make the body one with that. Extend heaven's claim upon the toiling earth and climb from death to a diviner birth, grasped and supported by immortal will. So this is the work, this is the prophecy. Man was not ready, evidently. Probably still mankind as a large section is not ready. But mother has said that, you know, the future lies with the change of consciousness and the change is bound to come. But we have a choice. Either we collaborate for the change or it is thrust upon us by the power of crashing circumstances. But what did Sri do to bring this change? Because it is like God represents that upper end and within man the abyss, the other end. So man is meant to be the bridge by connecting with God and the abysses within, he can become the bridge. But who would become that bridge? So the Lord himself descends and says, I'll become man and become the bridge. So he became the bridge and on one side he was drawing the, as he says in his poem, the island sun, I have sailed beyond the golden ocean. And he was bridging it, bringing it into the human consciousness. Then he goes down into the inconscient to take that light there. And that's what we see described in God's labor. That's what is the mystery of 5th December. On a desperate stair my feet have trod, armored with boundless peace, bringing the fires of the splendor of God into the human abyss. He who I am was with me still, all veils are breaking now. I have heard his voice and borne his will on my vast, untroubled brow. The gulf twixt the depths and the heights is bridged, and the golden waters pour. Down the sapphire mountain, rainbow rest, and glimmer from shore to shore. So, there he sees that, I made the passage. So what Shurabindra and the mother did, they built the bridge. So our job, there are some people very, you know, strong. We have to do the work where mother and Shurabindra have left. They didn't leave any work. <laughs> Excuse me. They made the bridge. You walk on the bridge. Don't start building a new bridge, new method, new technique, which is now, you know, through this you will realize they have done everything. But walking part we have to do. The bridge, walking itself is a journey enough. So, he has seen the children now who will come and walk this bridge. There are children who are coming down through a wonder cleft. In the bounds of birth, the incarnate spirits yearn like flames to the kingdoms of truth and bliss. Down a gold red stairway went. Gold is the supramental, red is the earth. Down a gold red stairway went the radiant children of paradise clarioning darknesses end. how are we going to recognize them they'll be a little quirky for sure <laughs> normal people often people ask that you know here they had started a way that you know you have to get checked by a psychiatrist and ask are you normal it was done with good intention so when people would come to me for Signature, any psychiatric problem. So I would ask one question Are you normal? So <laughs> it was a very naughty question. <laughs> Only one person gave me the answer that I was looking for. 
So he said, if I was normal, I wouldn't be here. I said, good. You are, you are the right candidate. <laughs> normal people pursue normal ends, normal aims. Normal people <laughs> settle down, <laughs> get married, have children, settle down, have a good job, own a car. <laughs> That's normalcy, isn't it? Normalcy, norm. What is the norm? But abnormal people are the candidates either for this way or for the supernormalcy. They are not satisfied within the limits of nature. So these are the children, you will recognize them by what is going on in their heart. There is no outer recognition, where they will be born, what will be their surname, none of this. The whole mark is within. A little more and the new life's doors shall be carved in silver light. With the aureate roof and mosaic floors in a great world bare and bright, I shall leave my dreams in the argent air. That's exactly what Shurabindu did. I shall leave my dreams in the argent air. Argent is the spiritual consciousness. So in a spiritual mind realm, I'll bring them down and leave them there. When Shurabindu was asked, Sir, synthesis of yoga is difficult. Can you make it? You know, we have, uh, some of us are very fond of kunjis. You know, how people pass exams. Kunjis means <laughs> 10 causes of this. Favorite questions. Easy to remember mnemonics. So what happens? Imagine how horrifying when these people become doctors. <laughs> so <laughs> they don't understand patients. They have all the memory inside. But human being is living, conscious. He's not a... <laughs> the last thing that a human being wants to be, you know... Is that I am a patient like a mechanical machine and you have to just fix me right. That's what a... Maybe even scooters and cars don't like it. There is a consciousness even in that. But that's how we have dealt with human nature. And the result is what we see. So I shall leave my dreams in the Argentia. When Shrivindu was asked, he said, you know, I have already come down. Synthesis of yoga is at a higher mental level. He said, now strain a little. Little bit. So... Our consciousness stretches. It's not that he couldn't have made it still simpler. Letters of yoga are so simple. But this itself became a means of sadhana. He just says, come, come, come. I've stretched my hand. Do a little bit. Now once you hold the hand, rest will follow. Read the synthesis. At some point there will be that contact and the rest will follow. Rest of the journey. He will pull us up beyond the higher mind. But at that point of time, he has brought it. For in a raiment of gold and blue. This about the earth. Vasundra, she must change her dress. For in raiment of gold and blue. They shall move on the earth embodied and fear. The living truth of you. The truth of earth. The truth of earth is that it has come from the sun physically. And also otherwise it has come from the supramental truth. It's come from that real matter. So divinization of matter. The interesting part is, here you will see, he says, a little more, this line, a little more and the new life store. So, Shirobindu knew that something will be there which has to be done subsequently, which is what after his, what we can call as physical withdrawal was done by the mother, 29th February 1956. And there is a poem of Shirobindu, one day, and below it is written, the little more. What is that little more? And that is described. And this poem, mother has read. 
So this little more which was done. So what is that little more which is mentioned? One day, please hear in mother's voice. It's very powerfully read. One day and all the half dead is done. Don't go into debates half deed or half dead. Half dead is what was left as if slain. But yet there was in it some spark. What is that half dead? Ram Rajya. It has survived in the heart of man. What is that half dead? Kingdom of heaven upon earth. And one day the half dead is done. Equally we can say half deed. The unfinished project. So either which way. Now there are people debate on the word. But sense is that what was unfinished that is finished. One day and all the half dead is done. One day and all the unborn begun. What was never born upon earth? The supramental light, the supramental consciousness, truth. We only have a name of truth. But truth is not something we see. We love, yes, we call love. But human love is so terribly mixed with all the bitterness, with all the mixtures. So, unborn. It has been wanting to take, take shape and body. And it has begun a little path. Why little path? Because you have to push through a narrow gorge. But once you enter, it is not just wideness, but infinities of God. A little path and the great goal, a touch that brings the divine whole. So what does the supermind do? It doesn't reject anything. It fulfills everything. So It's the yoga of divine fulfillment. That's something so beautiful. It's not a path where, okay, supramental, leave this. Yes, initially through the narrow path. But the moment you touch, everything gets fulfilled. The human heart with a deeper, higher, vaster, profounder, diviner love and sweetness. The human mind with a plenary supramental illumination. The human life with a luminous force. And eventually the human body with that transmuting substance, the new substance. So, all that, that little touch which brings the divine whole. When mother was asked, what will supermind throw out? She said, throw out? Why? If we accept what Shurabindu has said, it means it will take up, accept everything and transmute it. Then after a while she says, yeah, one thing it will throw out. What is that? Artificiality and hypocrisy. So all that Dantvanjan smile Call get smile just to get favors, your days are done. <laughs> it won't work. Let there be a smile from the heart. Everything has been corrupted, you know, in human consciousness. <laughs> so the genuine, authentic, the smile of the Lord. So that smile emerging from the heart, how he describes the Lord's smile and stayed in his mouth, stayed in the heart after it had left its mouth. So that so artificiality will go away, which is what we see today. Children are revolting against artificiality. They don't like it. And what will go away? Hypocrisy. Sir, I am so happy to see you, sir. <laughs> so nowadays, I don't like you the way, you know, even parents, parents say, oh, we have lost respect in the eyes of children. So I say, well, if you deserved it, well... <laughs> If you get angry, which child is going to respect you? So, it is not that you have lost respect in the eyes of the children. You lost respect in your own self. So, children are only reflecting. 
as mother says if you are violent with children if you are prone to anger children stop respecting you because they see you as a weak creature we don't realize it children see you as somebody who is very weak he has no control over himself why would a child uh, you know respect a father or mother whom they see as very weak they prefer a calm strength and so this is how the whole process a touch that brings the divine hold hill after hill was climbed and now behold the last tremendous brow and the great rock that none has trod is step and all is sky and god this is very beautifully described in one of mother's plays ascent to truth a step and all is sky and god so this is the great goal towards which uh, humanity is now moving because that little rock that big rock the face of truth is covered with a lid that has been removed but within each one of us there is a little rock like when mother was asked if finishing hitler will finish the asura he says no there are plenty of little little asuric china china hitlers in everybody you can finish taliban there but if there is a talibani inside <laughs> in some way or the other he will erupt so our task is they have done the massive the real work but we have to do a little bit of that no for us we don't have that kind of golden lid or that lid which you can't just break open but we have our own little lids our own little caps no i want it this way my preferences my viewpoint my opinions stay with it so so then that little rock inside us we have to shift we can see the renunciation of shivindo what was his experience there is a poem last time we spoke that we'll read a bit of that divine sight divine hearing divine sense we'll read only one of them divine sense to what extent he had gone far into the transformation and this is written much before everything else so he was experiencing this cellular transformation transformation of the senses what a yoga this is normally you say senses are kya chhalna and all those terms senses are the one which bind you senses are the one which uh, traps of maya shubhendra changed these trap doors into entry points of the infinite <laughs> so look at this poem divine sense for the joy of it surely i take no more an earthly food but eat the fruits and plants of paradise this is going to be a fact of the future when mother was asked is a digestive system will disappear mother how will we eat no we don't need to eat we'll draw energy directly but mother then if we don't eat what will life be worth living she said there you are <laughs> she said there you are that is the problem <laughs> you are living for eating and not eating to live so that's where the problem is surely i take no more an earthly food but eat the fruits and plants of paradise for thou hast changed my senses habitude habits habitude from mortal pleasure to divine surprise so what is the divine surprise hearing and sight are now in ecstasy normally it depends on what we are hearing mother said even odors what we call as foul odor and this odor all that can be transmuted she described that experience of all the odors merging together and changing into the ecstasy of the divine ananda she describes all these experiences 
and all the fragrances of earth disclose a sweetness matching in intensity odor of the crimson marvel of the rose this experience one can have one can have it at the samadhi all the fragrances merging together try to feel which frag which flower fragrance it is how beautifully they blend i don't know how it just is spontaneous thing and there is a fragrance very soft very subtle a sweetness matching in intensity odor of the crimson marvel of the rose so ha huh, bolenath is not you know he is also krishna all the odors colors form everything is noticing when amal kiran went past him and um, amal kiran was you know had this i want to have a guru who is looks real regal and royal and he was very impressed by shurabindo's hand face so he he had this feeling oh what a face what a wonderful face so when he was um, he asked mother mother did shurabindo say anything about me he said yes what did shurabindo say shurabindo said he is very handsome <laughs> so, <laughs> divine divine notices everything ha huh? it is not like uh, he is sitting like this vit rag yes vit rag but in all he is seeing that one self that vision is a different vision of all of us he sees that ultimate hand some boy who is sitting inside that little krishna at mischief and play okay i feel uh, in every contacts deep invading thrill that lasts as if its source were infinite i feel thy touch thy bliss imperishable what it must be to receive a touch from shurabindu hardly give can we bear it there are just two instances one knows two three instances one is when champaklal ji took his touch in trying to you know <laughs> draw his feet and you know something on his finger so that was the joy another instance where uh, of course those who were involved in the care where nirudai sitting and shubindo suddenly patted his head little bit and he looked at shubindo and uh, you know consciousness he said sir only this much grace and shubindo withdrew his hand it's infinite feature is just imagine and the third is of course that famous painting where sir bindu is hugging champaklal it's rest of rare otherwise he would not allow even when tagore wanted to embrace him shubindu just stopped him because that is infinity in the body cells today we know even relics of shubindu what they carry and what it can do so this is how his cells were burning with that immortal flame i feel thy touch thy bliss imperishable is crowded into that moment of delight the body burns with thy rapture secret fire so this what the mothers that every cell of his body bore the rapture of the immortal flame the body burns with thy rapture secret fire pure passionate not the purity of the ascetic pure passionate holy virgin of desire so we come to the close of this series with savitri because the ultimate poem in which his life the mother's life 
the life of all of us is revealed from the inmost point of view we for this series we took up basically shorbindu's poems savitri has been done is being done but on different um, in a different way so i'll just read few passages which speak about shorbindu's life at one level it's not you know the entire yoga of ashwapati is shorbindu's life even satyavan surrender that is also lord has become the human soul so we are speaking right now only about the work that shorbindu came to do and what it is really um hard is the world redeemer's heavy task leave the context of course is book 6 book of fate when narad is telling the queen you don't know what your daughter has come to do it's not an easy task you are thinking only about your daughter's what will happen to her she will get married is going to die she has come to take the challenge of death why would she change her will hard is the world redeemer's heavy task the world itself becomes his adversary doubts 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 adversary those he would save are his antagonist every time rama comes to actually save ravana even in the original story of purana but ravana doesn't want to change just like that so he has to give him the wrestle in every hiranyakashipu's house he plants a narad that please change nicely you come to me singing the name of hari 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 but he says no hari only me so he says okay narsing avatar duryodhan shishupal again he comes come happily one is his cousin second is he comes and says stop the battle no we want the wrestle so but ultimately it is has to be transformed that energy that consciousness this is what shurbindo comes to do those he would save are his antagonist the world is in love with its own ignorance its darkness turns away from the savior light it gives the cross in payment for the crown his work is a trickle of splendor in a long night he sees the long march of time the little one if you are saved the rest strive on and fail His sun has passed on earth. Night shadow falls. This has been the fate of all the avatars. Shubhendu knew this, so he didn't want. He knew that people will try to make it a religion and all that. Now this semi humorously. So he wrote the life divine. Try making it into religion. You just cannot. Everybody will find justification for his own philosophy. He said, "I am going to present something so vast, infinite." Mother said that people will try to make a religion out of Shubhendu. even a cruel religion but you must know that the lord is great and compassionate and merciful he has come to save us to redeem us with infinite grace boundless peace infinite patience as of the divine as father so but this is how humanity is a sun has passed yes there are happy ways near to god's sun the sunlit path but few are they who tread the sunlit path only the pure in soul can walk in light that's why savitri that's why so much of help in so many ways sunlit path means surrender to the mother with complete faith trust and devotion and 
then the difficulties are over fundamental outer life difficulties will come that's what she been the made it very clear but you'll not go through those depressive episodes and complaining grumbling doubts they are gone for good because you have that complete trust and dependence on the divine so that becomes the sunlit path sun itself is carrying us upward on the journey but how shall if you escape release the world the human mass lingers beneath the yoke escape however high redeems not life life that is left behind on a fallen earth escape cannot uplift the abandoned race or bring to it victory and the reign of god so that is why shubindu cannot be compared to this sect or that sect or this uh, uh, this is the question that i ask when people say in this sect and that sect i still me one question only one question answer what is the goal of this path mukti that's the close if you escape how will it how is it going to change earth but shubindu brings something that no one no one brings of course mukti is included the package deal <laughs> you can't talk about transformation without freedom from the lower nature but the fact that why it cannot be compared is for the simple reason because this is something completely new the goal is new and therefore the process is new the path is new there are many sects which give us freedom that's what he told uh, to pavitrada if you want liberation there are some yogis in india who can grant you that but if you want something more you can stay on something more what is that something more you can stay and see that stay became 20 years 30 years 40 years so each one has to see what they really want a greater power must come a larger light that is the supramental that that has to come and change the earth or bring to it victory uh, although light grows on earth and night recedes yet till the evil is slain in its own home right to the inconscient that light enters and changes so in the beginning of the yoga it's a beautiful you know first is the womb stage then is the baby comb stage so baby comes so nice psychic so wonderful all is good you know we read in savitri psychic stage no when she has found a kingdom then god says is this only thing you came to do find your soul and go back wait so the voice of night and then the voice of light we are reading that we read it elsewhere so then the real working begins and right up to inconscient so initially we say oh, i am so wonderful you know i remember and it it happens when you are in that intensity of yoga in the beginning with all that psychic stepping forward i was really surprised when i came here i had to carry a parcel for someone and i went and saw the person is coolly watching football match on television quite as a senior person i said he football match television par and very coolly took what he what i had brought from someone i said aise hota hai kya now i understand <laughs> now i understand because then a time comes when it, the working starts on every layer then you discover oh bura jo dekhan mein gaya mujhse bura na koi <laughs> all the world's imperfection are there within us of course it's a question of which is greater lesser is a different thing so one of the signs that working is going upon ourselves is that you become generous and develop a sunny tolerance this is the mother's words to others because you 
डिस्कवर की हम हम है हम सब आई डोंट से इट्स ए बाथ प्लेस ऑफ द लॉर्ड माई रशियन फ्रेंड्स विल एक्सक्यूज मी वेन आई वेंट टू रशिया जेंट्स It's a common bathroom. Common bathroom. Then what happens? No, it doesn't matter. You know, anybody can go any time. I said, see now, samata I have practiced, <laughs> but this will be the acme of samata. <laughs> One day I can practice it. <laughs> Don't ask. So they were so kind, very lovely. I mean, Russians are mystics, and our Russian friends are excellent. So much tuned to yoga. So, <laughs> so then they said, okay, seven o'clock your timing. I said, please give me half an hour. Nobody comes. <laughs> Put it on the door. After that, I don't care. You know, after seven, I have no moral issues about it. Um, it's perfectly fine. But biological issues about it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Americans are no better. You know, I have gone and seen you know people moving around. You know, uh, so uh, but this is a this is a. This just a question of habit. I am not saying anything. Well, these are different ways. People get used to a way of life. Our Naga sadhus are, you know, also do a fashion parade. So, <laughs> and why? In our, uh, I have seen. In only thing is, we give a divinified name. No, uh, when people go and bathe in the river with the <laughs> doing our. So there are different ways. Ultimately, you have to get over all these things. But I'm just saying that there are different ways of looking at life. <laughs> so this this light must come and take the evil right into the den where all these urges, impulses, differentiation, all these are lying. It is happening actually, I, uh, you know. And light invades the world's inconscient base, and perished has the adversary force. He still must labor on his work half done. That's the half deed. What is not yet fully done. in the dreadful passages the fatal paths invulnerable his soul his heart unslain he lives through the opposition of earth's powers and nature's ambushes and the world's attacks his spirit's stature transcending pain and bliss he fronts evil and good with calm and equalize he too must grapple with the riddling sphinx and plunge into her long obscurity this is the difference between avatar and a saint saint doesn't do all this he goes there you see you go to a saint they'll tell you a path you go to a saint what should i do take this mantra do it like this so much time what about when i have a difficulty your karma it will get dissolved but here the mother says when you sink i don't stand on the shore i sink with you this is the avatar he doesn't just go away from the zone of suffering and standing on the peak say come here come here i'm here i'll help you i'll put a hand below and help you to come up here he says no i'll not stand here and help you to come up i'll come down and take you in my arms and take you upward this is the difference 
He has broken into the inconscious depths that veil themselves, even from their own regard. He has seen God's slumber shape these magic worlds. He has watched the dumb God fashioning matter's frame, dreaming the dreams of its unknowing sleep, and watched the unconscious force that built the stars. And toward the end, When will the task be done? God's work. It's a long labor he has taken. So normally we say, evil khatam ho jayega, good jeet jayega. Triumph of victory of good over evil. That's not the task. That's only an interim. The task is to transform evil into its original good. Because strength of even evil comes from the one. And only in the supramental they unite and reconcile. Good changes into a greater good with a capital G and evil changes its original, whatever it represented and how it has... We have spoken about that into the inconscient, the four original powers. They change to change them because still they change. You can't slay it. it. Only the forms can be slain. But it goes back. It's an energy. It's a consciousness. It will come up. After 2000 years, 3000 years, it will come up. So this time they have taken a task seemingly impossible and there it ends. Imperishable and wise and infinite, he still must travel hell, the world to save. Who could have known? Shurabindo was giving darshan and everything. Who could have known that where he is going? You see, toward the last days, nobody knew. People felt something. An utterance here, perfect gentleman, an utterance here. He knew that he had taken the decision to withdraw. Oh, Savitri is over? Oh, what a sigh of relief, my most important work. As if, okay, now this was a hint. It's seeming illness coming up, Shubhinda curing thousands of people, but as if he is taking upon himself that poison of the world. Only a hint here and there, not letting anything escape from his lips. And the mother says he would try to wail even from her. Because she would not let him go. She would say, I will go. It was necessary for the work that one of them goes behind and works. And it has, she says how much it has helped the work. Later on she says. When the disciple asked her how has it helped, she says, you, do, you have no idea, Shubhindo's physical withdrawal, how much it has helped the work. Because he could go behind and work behind the scenes, which was his usual way of doing Shubhindo always liked to stay behind and do the work, even during the evolution. And he says, it was the British government who spoiled my play by bringing him into prominence. So the moment he saw, he stepped behind. Even in the ashram life, he stepped behind and the mother in front. And even after 1950, he stepped behind, putting the mother in front and Savitri in our hands. So this is his way of working. Nothing unusual about it. So Shubhindo so-called departure is not departure, but a strategic stepping behind the scene so that he can work undisturbed from all our useless correspondences. <laughs> he is there now, <laughs> free to work. And uh, so many conversations with the mother in the agenda and everywhere, like a golden force he is pressing. He is going here, there, he is going to uh, you know, different countries to... Make sure that the world forces are aligned. It's much easier to do it without the physical body because you're not limited. That's how the mother put it. 
he could be several places at the same time so this this is how he continued to work continues to work even uh, when the door opens supramental manifestation she heard the command in english the time has come or the hour has come and she says it was surprising that the command was in english <laughs> because the lord you know <laughs> It was Sri Aurobindo who said the time has come because she is here, she is preparing. So, with a giant hammer, I struck and saw the light, golden light, come down. There, on the verge of nature's summit steps, the secret law of each thing is fulfilled. Everything has its original truth there. Here, it is deformed. So, in the supramental, you discover the original truth, even of the most errant things. there is the secret truth and that is fulfilled all contraries heal their long dissidence there meet and clasp the eternal opposites mark the words eternal opposites seemingly irreconcilable yet they meet and clasp and undergo a change their pain becomes a violent fiery joy the transformation of pain we have spoken about it several times evil turns back to its original good what was the good about evil god had hidden himself in a mask of terror why because otherwise we are too comfortable in god's lap you guys won't awake so i'll wear a mask you know like you have these dances no where the dancer wears sometimes the mask of ravana rama but the same dancer the same rapture dance so he wears the mask of terror and says uthega ki nahi uthega original good to make us sincere and keep us pointed on the road that's their work the adverse forces were originally instruments of sincerity but when they took this hideous form they forgot grace that's how the mother puts it that okay sincerity is fine make people sincere but then there is grace which keeps us grace marks we are all in yoga grace marks products <laughs> so and sorrow lies upon the breasts of bliss she has learned to weep glad tears of happiness sorrow learns to weep glad tears of happiness see same tears her gaze is charged with a wistful ecstasy then shall be ended here the law of pain earth shall be made a home of heaven's light a seer heaven born shall lodged in human breast so the reason analysis with all this uh, its um, labor shall end and we will be able to see see heaven born the truth as it is the superconscious beam shall touch men's eyes and the truth conscious world come down to earth invading matter with the spirit's ray awaking its silence to immortal thoughts awaking the dumb heart to the living word what is the living word you know there is so many of the religions are based on a word which has long lost its original magnificence it has become a dead carcass you know because human beings have used it like that it's no more a living truth so the living word the word which arises from within and leads us forward 
Even mother said about any teaching, she says, a word if you repeat too often, spiritual teaching must be imparted as a living truth. It should be lived when it is being spoken. Not like, okay, these are the words I have to use and these are the, uh, you know, like a dictation or like slides. That's not the way spiritual truth is ever given. It is always a living teaching. And the truth conscious world come down to earth, invading matter with the spirit's ray, awaking its silence to immortal thoughts, awaking the dumb heart to the living word. The mort- this mortal life shall house eternity's bliss, the body's self taste immortality. The body's self shall taste immortality, then shall the world redeemer's task be done. If you ask, Is the task over? No. Why not? Well, we we are on the road towards that fulfillment because to reach that point where it can fulfill us, we have to be ready. It's not like a ready-made lunch provided to us. You pay the money, this much dollar, and you have the taste immortality. We'll be blown away. That touch of ecstasy, that thrill, that the superconscient fire will burn away. So there is a journey which we have yet to cover. But in fundamentally, in a sense, it has been done. The supermind is established upon earth. It is manifesting itself. And those who are open and ready to open with faith and confidence, those who are ready to endure and persevere with whatever patience is required through the journey with complete trust and dependence on the grace, are already on the march to the great work for which Shurabindu came, for which he withdrew, for which he continues to labor on. Thank you.